Hey friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. We're so excited to have Chris here with us today. You might notice from his accent, he's not from the US. He's actually from the UK. We're so excited that he's joining us all the way from overseas. He's a former football coach and a current life coach. We are thrilled to hear what he has to say, but first we're going to go to our sponsors. We're so grateful for our sponsors. They make this podcast happen and give this podcast to you for free. So hang in there, listen to our sponsors, and then Chris is coming right up. Have you ever felt scared swiping your card at a cash register, not knowing if it would be declined or maxed out on your credit limit? Believe me, I've been there holding my breath, waiting to check out. Thankfully, all of that fear melted away and turned into confidence when I took a financial literacy course. The PowerPay Money Master course has changed my experience at the cash register from fearful to fearless. The online course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. USU Extension is offering a free Money Master course to all Full Confidence Ahead listeners. Go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash Powell and add the Money Master course to your cart. The link will give you the $40 course for free. You can also get the course discount by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the Money Master course under the finance category. Use the code KDAN. K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N with no spaces at checkout to claim your $40 discount and free course. As a podcaster and a one-woman show, it takes a lot of time to record, edit, and produce my episode. There is no way I could run my podcast on my own if I didn't have Podflow. Podflow is an AI-based podcasting tool that enhances audio recordings, writes show notes, and makes audio timestamps all within literally minutes. It's given me the power to be a one-woman show by giving me back my time. If you have your own podcast or are considering making your own, head over to podflow.ai to create your account. Podflow will give you a free trial to get just a taste of their product. And when you're ready to purchase their product, it's affordable and purchased by the month. So you can go month by month with your podcasting process. Get ready to podcast like me and get your Podflow account at podflow.ai. Okay, Chris, thank you so much for joining us from all the way overseas. So is it a beautiful day over there today? Oh, it's fantastic. Well, I woke up in um, Budapest this morning and I had a flight oh. back to the UK. So I had the sun in Budapest, the sun back here in England, and it's it's a wonderful day. Oh my goodness. We are just grateful that from being from Budapest to England, and now you're here through through the internet in, in Utah. <laughs> We're grateful for that. So as a little introduction to introduce you to our podcast listeners. So you're from the UK. I, I love your story and I'm so fascinated to ask you about it. So for 12 years, you were in uh, you were coaching professional football and you were doing that both you did Saudi Arabia and then later in the United Arab Emirates correct yes that's right I was I was fortunate fortunate enough probably uh, about seven years ago now to to move to Bahrain in the Middle East and work over in Saudi um, and it kind of opened my eyes to the the world and what what was possible so um, since then I've I've been back in the UK up into the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean and then last year I was back in the Middle East over to the UAE. So it's wow. been quite a journey. 
that is quite literally this incredible international journey. And now your journey has kind of taken a pivot. You are life coaching. You started your own business, life coaching in a pursuit to have a more meaningful life. And I love your mission statement, which is to help others fulfill their potential, achieve their goals and have a positive influence on the world. Like, whoa, that's really (laughs) impactful. But first, before we kind of dive into that switch from, from coaching into life, from football coaching to life coaching, I want to know what is your favorite place in the world? Like to go and visit and travel. You've seen a lot of the world. So tell me what's your favorite. <laughs> it's a tough question. I mean, it's there's so many amazing places, so many amazing people. Um, the Cayman Islands has got a special place in my heart, uh, as has Vietnam. I've had some some great memories over there and done some backpacking through Southeast Asia, which is obviously quite a, quite a popular venture. So I'd say between Vietnam and the Cayman Islands. Wow. Okay. Those are my next on my bucket list now. (laughs) Wow. Okay, Chris. So we want to start off this conversation. You kind of had this major life pivot between football coaching, then into life coaching. Let's start with how you even got into football coaching. Is that, was that the dream? How did you get into coaching? Like what, what inspired you to start in football coaching and how did you do that? Yeah. Well, growing up as a, a boy in England, Football runs through the heart, it runs through the, the culture and the society. So for me, throughout most of my life, it's been a, a strong passion. And when I realized that I was going to make it as a professional footballer, the next best thing was to become a coach. Um, I've got a big family, lots of kids, and I've always been enjoyed working with the kids and playing with the kids. So connecting the the two was a natural kind of transition for me. So um coming out of school and into college and and into the the big wide world of of work and, and careers, it was quite a natural progression. That is absolutely amazing. You took, I, I love in your story where you also realized like, okay, maybe I won't be doing this for me professionally, but I can coach professionally. Like you took a passion and then you figured out where you, where you fit into it. And what was the first country that you started coaching in? Uh, the UK initially obviously being where I'm, where I'm from, but then, then the first international opportunity was uh, the opportunity to go to Bahrain and work in Saudi Arabia, which I think I was 22 or 23 at the time. And it was, it was quite scary. It was quite a, a new venture. I didn't know too much about the the area, the Middle East. And um, that, that, that fear was quite exciting. Um, and I enjoyed being out of my comfort zone. So I think since kind of experiencing that and, and having a wonderful time in, in the Middle East, it's, it, it's definitely changed the, the direction of my life. Okay. That is so fascinating that you enjoy being out of your comfort zone. How did you get comfortable being uncomfortable? Yeah, I, I kind of, I recognize that um, the response, whether it's psychologically or physiologically, I get a release of, of adrenaline and endorphins. And there's just something that's quite addictive about it. Um, I get bored quite easily. So if I'm doing the same things day in, day out, i kind of sit around and look for something else to do so it didn't serve me too well at school I was always in a little bit of a little bit of trouble day to day but (laughs) in adulthood it served me quite well that is fascinating so you've kind of associated this that whenever there's this fear side there's also this adrenaline side and you just choose to look at like hey there's two sides of a fear and I'm gonna look at that kind of whoo that that rush that adrenaline right Absolutely. I think it makes, for myself, I know it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like I'm I'm doing something right. Um, 
even though at times I've been told that I'm not. <laughs> I think the, uh, <laughs> I think the it's a good it's a good way of connecting with the the body and the mind and just making sure you're alive and reconnecting with you know what life's all about, which is for me living every day as as, as much as you can. So um, yeah, it's a, it's an exciting way. It's an exciting way to live. No wonder you're a good life coach, having this philosophy of life of having excitement, like the world is so big and beautiful. And I, I also want to kind of ask a few more questions about that first international experience, because, wow, I think some of us might have the opportunity to go international or, or be scared to, but love to. What was the first thing you did once you got to Saudi Arabia? Did you go and like meet people? Did you like, what was the first thing to kind of get settled into a new culture, a new area? Yeah, it's a very good question. Cause I think I think the the network that you create whenever you go and travel or, or live somewhere is, is the most important part. And I think um the perception of it seeing it as an opportunity is huge. And from for myself in that situation, I was fortunate that there was a guy out there um that had previously done my role but moved on to another organization in the area. He was also from the UK, he was a similar kind of age, he enjoyed football. Um and once I connected with him, we kind of came up with the, came up with the idea of forming a football club. So in Bahrain, we founded the Janabir Juggernauts, which is still going six years later now, um, which is a is still in the heart. And it, congratulations! It just brought, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, they've just won the league actually this year, so it's a uh, it's quite a successful season. And yeah, it, it just brought so many people together from Egypt, from Spain, from the UK, and it was, it was a very multicultural community which you kind of get in the expat lifestyle um and so for myself it was it was a case of kind of taking the initiative and and seeing what i could do to to bring people together and like i say it worked pretty successfully i love that so kind of your first step was finding someone who was a few steps ahead of you and using them as a mentor and then also using your talents to gather people together and your talent was coaching and football and creating community with football right Exactly. I mean, there's there's kind of a a, phen- a phenomenon within football where it doesn't matter if you can speak the same language or whatever your values and life uh, worldviews are. It doesn't really matter. Once you've got the ball at the feet, it's it just connects people so easily. And uh, I think it's a it's a wonderful sport and a wonderful opportunity to, to meet people. Oh, that's so. You know, that's so true. Football is that way of, you know, what even if you don't speak the same language man like having a ball and and playing it around like everyone speaks that right that, that physical exactly. the smile the the oh the grunts like everyone gets that oh, that's awesome. i think it, it ignites passion within people for those that, that enjoy sport enjoy football it 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 just ignites a a passion a love for the game and i imagine so many positive experiences which all come to the surface hmm. I love that. You're a true connector of people, which I think also makes you a, a very impactful coach in, in multiple areas. So how did you make this transition from football into life coaching? That That's pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's funny. And, and on the surface, it looks like two completely different things. Um, through my experience, I always saw football as a microcosm for society. So it was a great opportunity to develop the people that I was working with as opposed to just the athletes. Um, and as I kind of matured and grew up a little bit, I kind of realized that there's there's probably more value in that than developing just solely technical skills. Mm. 
particularly in such a, a competitive sports industry, the majority of, of athletes in the player development pathway don't make it into professional sports. And my question was, well, how do we help those people as well? Um, so the ability to develop communication skills, leadership, problem solving skills, confidence, that was at the, the core of my philosophy in football coaching. And as I matured, that became, to me at least, more important than, as I say, developing the technical skills. So in a in an implicit way, I've probably, probably been doing it for 10 years or so. Um, and the actual transition came last year where I kind of stepped back from football. I realized it wasn't wasn't fulfilling enough for me. It was also giving me the meaning that I, I kind of wanted. Um, I took some time away, went traveling, did some soul searching, um, a little bit of self-reflection and then found my way on, the, on this path. So I'm very grateful for that. That's so interesting. So really, you've always been a life coach who helped people with football. And now you're really a life coach. It's a good way of looking at it. I might pinch that one from you, KTM. Oh, totally. Well, your story is just that. It's like you're teaching pe- people communication and you're teaching people life skills as as they're playing something that they enjoy. And so it's kind of you've always been that, but you've just also taught technical skills along with it. That is fascinating. What do you think is the the most impactful skill because you kind of were teaching people how to like get along in society and find their true self what do you think is one skill or one to three skills that are important for people to kind of find their true meaning in society that's a great question I think I think it starts looking within yourself and understanding who you are as a person because I think until you identify who you are it's it's near enough impossible to bring the true version of yourself to the world, to your relationships, to your meaning, your purpose. Mm. And I think there's there's definitely a a time in life, and for some it might be at a, a younger age, for some a little bit older, but I think it's there for everybody to to really do that soul searching and and just reflect upon who they are and who they want to become. And from that, I think everything else kind of falls into place. I actually love your answer, especially as we're in a society and the world has changed a lot where you're kind of getting shouted out at who you are, what you should do, what you should buy through social media, through ads, like the world wants to tell you and define yourself for you. And you really do have to consciously step back and take a pause to understand yourself. So you did that process. Now you coach people through that process. What was the first thing you did to kind of start your soul searching to, to figure out that life coaching was like, this This is my purpose? Yes, yeah, so of myself, it's it was going back to travel. I think I kind of, I feel my my soul come alive when I'm on the road and I've got a backpack and I'm I'm deep in my thoughts and connecting with, with new people. Um, I spent a lot of time in, in Greece last summer and there's quite a lot of ancient philosophy and concepts over there, which I found um, found very thought provoking. And for me, it was that it was that escape from the society that you've that you've mentioned, where it's so easy to fall into the same routines, the same habits, have the same conversations. And I think sometimes you just got to step back and ask yourself: Are these your conversations? Are these your ideas and things that you want to be doing, or is it just? almost a conveyor belt that you've you've fallen onto um and so for myself yeah to, to extract to go traveling and just connect reconnect with myself I guess 
I, it's so, wow. That's so interesting. So travel kind of was your reconnection as you're coaching people to, how do you help them find their kind of reconnective or soul searching? Like, what would you suggest that I do or how, how can I find that moment? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are many ways to do it. I think the first thing is to be consciously aware of who you are and what you're doing and your surroundings, what hobbies you're engaging in, what your relationships look like. And I think the the lives that we live are a, a true reflection of who we are in the present moment or who we've been for the, the past period of time. So there's probably a lot of information there to start to unpick. Um, and I think one of the biggest things for myself is surrounding myself with people who are on the similar kind of journey, having these kinds of conversations where you might challenge my own views, my own thoughts and throw different ideas and concepts towards me and, and, and vice versa. And I think it's, it can be quite a daunting uh, experience at the outset because you, you kind of realize maybe I don't have everything in order as a, as a first thought. So um, there's a certain, certainly a period of, of that, but I think ultimately like a lot of things in life, it's, it's the relationships and the people that, that are around you that are the, the most facilitative and the most supportive of such a, a question. Oh, I love that. I love that you admit too that there can be a period of life where you're like, oh, whoa, maybe maybe this is different than I thought. That just relaxes me as I'm soul searching to when I find that dissonance in life, like that's okay. And I also love how you mentioned that start with what you what you are doing, your your patterns, your habits, your relationships and and analyze that. Um, we are such creatures of habits and, and are you kind of telling to look at your life and am I intentionally doing this habit or is it just there? Is that kind of what you're telling? Exactly. Exactly. I think, I think a lot of us, and I don't know, I can kind of speak for myself at least at times in life I've gone through, it could be the, the Monday nine to five. It's just, um, an automated process. I get up on Monday morning, I do the same routine, go to work, come back and, you kind of get to Saturday and you go, oh, I can either rest or I can try and make something of the little time that I've got left this week. And don't really believe that that's the, what we're supposed to do in life. I don't believe that's what we're here for. I think that every day and every moment should be filled with excitement and adrenaline and love and the things that make us happy. So I think, I think the conscious awareness of these habits and the routines that are so easy to fall, uh, fall into. Mm. And additionally, once we're kind of aware of that, well, what habits and routines and patterns can we start to form that are congruent with where we want to go in life? And I think that's, it's a, it's a journey, it's a process, but once that starts to solidify, it kind of, it snowballs and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and things become easier and you see the progress faster and it's, um, it's powerful. Would you say that happiness is a journey then? It's a very good question. It's a very deep question. I think happiness yeah. is the journey. I think I don't think it's a destination. I think it's 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 an appreciation of the journey that you're on, and therefore the the journey that you're on should be in alignment with uh, a meaning, a, a mission, a a vision for your life. If if we turn around, the the way I kind of see it is that one day my time's going to be up, and when I look back on my life, it's well, what have I done with it? And I don't want to leave any stone unturned. So I think ensuring that every day that I wake up, I, I kind of, you know, seize the day, the, the old cliche, but actually go out there and do something with each day. And um, yeah, I think it's, it is the journey and appreciating the, 
the great times, of course, and celebrating those, but then also being grateful for the difficult times because they're often the moments where we learn the most. Mm, I love that. I'm curious too, as you're you're ambitious, you're out there, you're you're finding your life's purpose. How do you also balance that with burnout too? Because sometimes like like it's easy to get into the mode too of like I'm living this day to the fullest, but we also have to balance that with like rest and reflection. How do you kind of balance that continuum of of developing yourself and also finding making sure that you're not having burnout? Yeah, that's a challenge for sure. That's a challenge because there's there's so many exciting prospects and things that we can learn about and discover and develop and there's infinite potential in the world. So you've got to cut some of it out or you've got to prioritize some things over others. And I think the biggest one for me is taking care of my physical and mental health and well-being. I think that's that's at the core of it because if that starts to get um, neglected, then everything else falls out of sync anyway. So myself, I love going to the gym. I do yoga a couple of times a week, Pilates. Um, I meditate daily. So these these kind of activities which are ensuring that I'm flourishing within myself and then the activities I engage in, whether it's um, coaching or whether it's studying or researching, I'm in my in my zone during that time. And I think, I believe that's that's kind of the priority is to make sure that you're in a good place and then everything else will, will tick, into, tick into place, fall into place, fall into place. I love that you said that there of taking care of your for yourself first, and then that'll that'll kind of ooze into the rest of your passions, your projects, your your life. Um, so fascinating. So you really found your strength and now are maximizing it on this coaching, on this helping people find their purpose. How can others maximize on their strengths or how do they even find out what their strengths are in life? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 many different ways of identifying the strengths. And I think it's also aligning those with your values, your beliefs, your passions and I feel that when all those things are aligned, that's when we we can kind of really embrace life and really fulfill our potential. Um, in terms of the strengths, there's there's different psychological measures that you can complete online. I'd be happy to share some of those. Um, and I think it's just a journey. It's, it, it is a process of, of going through that experience and questioning and questioning yourself, bringing, bringing greater awareness and consciousness to the thought patterns that you're having that the engagements you're having with people and trying to understand, well, why do I respond this way in this situation? And um, for example, and I think that's, I think that's at the core of it. That's the most important part. Mm, I love that. Of um, I love that. You, you really like weeding in relationships with people a lot into the conversation, which I love. So do you think our relationship with people are sometimes at the core of that life purpose? I think so. I think so. I think there's there's a potentially a shift in society where people are beginning to become more aware of this um, and and realize this. It's I, I don't think the the purpose of life is to create the best life for ourselves. I think it's to help other people, and therefore the best way to do that is to to make ourselves the best possible version of, of ourselves, fulfill our own potential, and that spillover then supports other people because. I think there's there's two other ways of looking at it. The, the other one would be if you keep giving yourself to other people, but you don't have yourself optimized, you're not at the, the highest level of your own potential, then you're taking away what, what you don't currently have, which is 
probably not going to end too well in the long run. And then the other side of it is if, you, if you're selfish and you're serving yourself all the time, I don't, I don't think we're, we're designed to be like that. And I don't think that that's beneficial for ourselves, the community or, or society. You totally gave me chills in that answer. That was beautiful. Wow, that is so beautiful is you're you're truly like becoming the best version of yourself to help of other people and and that purpose I think you're so right you know I think during COVID we all kind of got isolated and and we had these surges of depression and anxiety and we realized that really happiness comes through connection and I love how you've added another layer of of being the best version of yourself and giving that to other people. That's, that's really where like purpose is. That's, that's where the magic happens. That's, I love that answer so much. And I want to ask a little bit, um, one question before we do our wrap up question, you created your own business. Was that a scary thing with this life coaching stuff or, or was that like, yeah, it's another one of those fear to adrenaline moments. Yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's been a, a challenging time at times and but one that I've loved along the way. I think what I've found is I, I love autonomy, I love freedom, I love being able to bring my ideas to the to the floor. And I think that um the idea behind the business is I've got the complete freedom to create what I want. And I found that my experiences in uh coaching, my experiences in supporting other people's businesses, um, my experiences in building projects and project management and networking have all kind of come together, um, which is a bit of an indication that I feel like I'm on the right path with this. So, yeah, it's it's got its challenges, of course, and it, it can be quite quite intimidating at times. And sometimes you kind of scratch your head and you think, what am I doing? I could have been, you know, living here or doing this or fulfilling another career. But I think I think through the darkest dark is where you find the lightest light. So in those times where you, you face the greatest, greatest challenge, you're probably on the right path and just get through the other side. Oh, you're giving me chills. Like answer <laughs> after answer. That was beautiful, Chris. Chris, we want to ask you our the wrap of questions that we ask everyone on our podcast. And I'm really fascinated with your answer here. And what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence? I will tell myself to believe in myself and to appreciate that you've got the potential. We've all got the potential, so much potential within us. And I think there's a journey to understanding and realizing what that potential is. And then once you're on the path to fulfillment, everything else falls into place. So believe in yourself and enjoy the process. I love, you've given me courage and I love that you said that that this really is a process to fulfillment, to your purpose, to happiness, because it makes me relax. Like, okay, if I, if I feel like some of that adrenaline going today, but not like the maximum, I'm at least on the path. And that, that makes me feel a lot more confident that you've told me that this is a process. Chris, it has been a delight to have you with us. It truly has been. And I want to make sure our podcast listeners can connect with you or learn more from you. Where's a good way is LinkedIn, a website. What's a good way to connect with you? Yeah, the best way would be via my website. So that's chrisdomacos.com. And there's a little section on there if anyone wants to get in touch. If you've got any questions, I'd be happy to connect and, and share any more information that I can. So thank you so much. Perfect, Chris. Can you just spell out your last name? So it's Chris with a K, so K-R-I-S, and then spell out your last name. M for mother, O-K-O-S. Perfect. And I'll put his website in our show notes. So podcast listeners, it's in the show notes, go to his website, 
check it out. You're going to want to find it. Go get life coached with Chris, man. <laughs> this has been like the best 30 minutes and you keep having that over and over again. So I'll make sure podcast listeners, his, his website will be in our, um, in our show notes, go learn more from him, his story and, and connect with Chris. So Chris, thank you so much for being on with us. Truly. It has been a delight. Likewise. Thank you so much. After every episode, I'm amazed at what each of our guests have accomplished in their lives. They inspire me to go for my dreams and seize opportunities. The reality of life is that every opportunity and dream has a financial implication, and knowing how to manage and grow your money will not only help you achieve your goals, but also get to them faster. Utah Money Moms has been a resource for me to learn how to better manage my money and turn my dreams into reality. Their website is full of interactive material to engage all learning styles. My favorite resource is their free monthly webinars where I can listen and have my questions answered by financial counselors and educators. Head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to access free empowering material. Again, that is utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.